Greetings, this is Carl, and today I would like to continue the exciting subject of financial planning. It actually is exciting um, when you understand it. And what I'd like to do, based on the feedback from yesterday, is to continue with the steps of real financial planning, the seven steps to be precise. Yesterday we talked about define your purpose, the idea of creating a, a statement of financial purpose. That's step number one, define your purpose. Step number two is today which is clarify your goals. Now, this is always tricky. The moment someone says goals, what are your goals? I can feel it even as I say it, the sort of pressure. It settles in around the base of my neck, on my shoulders, like a weight on my shoulders, like a small stress headache when somebody asks me about what my goals are because I don't no, and there feels like when you start the process of financial planning, of, of, of real financial planning, there's a tremendous amount of pressure to get this right. You know, you've got to, there's this false sense of precision. We've got to nail your goals. We want to, we need to know, think of all the, the, the goals that we have embedded in a, this thing we call a financial plan, right? How long are we going to live, right? <laughs> End of analysis sometimes it's called in the financial planning world. In other words, when are you going to die? How many children would you like to have? What age will you be when you retire? And then think of all the other things that, that, that have to go in. Like, how often would you like to travel? You know, do you want to have, how do you feel about debt? What are your goals in terms of get debt? Do you want to pay for the kids to go to education? And when you layer all of that on top of all the other things we have to put into a financial plan, like the tax rates and um, standard deviation correlation and returns of every single asset class we're going to use. I mean, when you think about all of that, you start to realize that a financial plan is nothing but a giant pile of guesses. And goals, like step number two, what are your goals? That's how we normally do it. Sometimes it's even done on an intake form. When you go meet with a financial planner or advisor, there'll be an intake form in the lobby and it will say, what are your goals? No wonder it doesn't work, right? We can use the word, you know, so I, I like to use the word guesses. When I talk about clarifying your goals, the process of goal clarification is really about guessing, right? And I use the word Goals are guesses. I use that phrase on purpose because I, it su su should suggest to your mind, relax. No one knows. No one knows. Humans are terrible. No one knows what their goals are. Right? We think we know. And if you doubt me, just go back a couple of years and look at your goals. Right? They change. And that's okay. So the second process, the second step is sort of clarifying your goals. And the word clarifying to me is instructive as well. It's not create. I think it's more a process of like uncovering and clarifying. So we make a guess. I think I'd like to travel a little bit more. I'd like to be in a position to pay for the kids to go to school. It would be nice to make work optional at age 57. You know, like it, it just, we put goals are really sort of the stake we put in the ground out 
30 years. I mean, some of them are out, you know, next year, some of them are five years, some of them are 30 years. So, but they're, even though they're guesses, they're still really important because they, they give us a sense of direction. And, and one thing I really like about having a goal, even if it's a guess, is that it, it provides gravitational pull Right? I think I want to head that way. I set this stake in the ground out there, even if it's 30 years out there. And what tends to happen is I get pulled that direction. There's this gravitational pull that comes along with goals. So this step number two is just clarifying goals. Now, one of the things, one of the ways we get off track here is this false sense of precision we have around that. It's And the reason for this false sense of precision is because we all want certainty and there are more than a few people who are willing to sell it to you because it's really easy to sell certainty. It's just impossible to deliver, right? It's impossible to deliver. And so that's why we sort of get off track here is we want, we feel like we've, and and there's also this kind of you know, maybe just like Protestant work ethic of like grit your teeth and focus on your goals no matter what. And again, that's important. And, (laughs) and we have to hold them loosely, right? So we have to be totally committed to a goal and hold it loosely. And, And I realized that a lot of the process of financial planning is about having those competing ideas, holding those competing ideas in your head at the same time. And that's, that's kind of the definition of being an adult, the ability to hold two competing truths in your head at the same time. I'm really committed to this goal and I'm flexible if I need to change. So the second step is really to make a list with all of that understanding, right? To make a list of goals, things you think you want to do, things you're committed to, things that you have a strong opinion about. And in the back of your mind, you know, you're going to hold on to that strong opinion loosely. And I find it really helpful once you've kind of brainstormed a list of goals, I find it really helpful to organize those goals in order of importance to you. And and one thing that's kind of helpful is just a little exercise in order to, to determine importance. You may know just using that phrase importance, but another way to, to, to help you organize them would be to think through the consequence of failure. So you've got this list of goals and and you go through it and think like, oh, if I didn't meet that one, that would have a high consequence of failure. Well, that's probably really important to you. That's probably really important to you. So you'd put the, the goal with the highest consequence of failure on the top of your list. And that varies from person to person. Like I've, I've literally had back to back meetings where the first set of clients said that putting their kids through the best school they can possibly get into is the single most important goal in their life. If they don't do that, everything else doesn't matter. I've had that conversation. And then the next meeting, I've had someone say, oh, education, you know what? I think the kids should pay for it themselves. 
we're really focused on making sure that we have money for an annual trip with the family because creating those memories is the most important thing to us. And if we don't do that, nothing else will matter. And then of course you can imagine it didn't happen back to back, but you can imagine another client meeting where somebody says, we don't, you know, trips, whatever, education, whatever. We want to make sure we have a, the retirement that we're envisioning and we never have to worry about money again. So those things, like my friend Tim Maurer says, um, personal finance is more personal than it is finance. The, the list of goals is yours. The only goal that matters when it comes to financial planning is yours. And, and what I mean by that is you don't need to be comparing your goals to other people. You don't need to, I mean, sure, you can get feedback. But when you list this, when you go to list the, the goals in order of importance, rank them in order of importance with the most important first, that's your job, right? And, and that can vary. That's a very personal decision. So that's step number two is clarify goals, have a list of them ranked in order of importance. And then uh, like the last little bit of that process is to identify, and I like to think of it as next actions and next 90, sorry, next 90 days. Identify what you're going to do over the next 90 days. You know, what, what are you going to do about those goals over the next 90 days? Um, so let me just review real quick. Oh, one thing I didn't mention is there's a reason we put goals second in, it's the second step, not the first step is that in that discussion about financial purpose, in that discussion about why you're doing the things you're doing out of that naturally as a byproduct of that conversation will naturally come goals. You know, you'll identify why you're doing the things you're doing. And you might make statements like, I want to spend time with the kid, the family, mainly outside. That's mine. Well, it, it's easy that it's much easier than to say, okay, you mentioned spending time with the kid, the family, mainly outside. What does that look like for you? Let's put some framework around that. And then we'll, if it's okay with you, this is how I would talk to clients. If, if it's okay with you, we'll then call that a goal, right? So you're, you're literally walk, you're backing yourself into goals rather than being asked right up front, ah, what's your goals, right? So that's step number two, goal clarification, clarify your goals. And, um, and just a real quick review, right? It comes after step number one. It's a byproduct. You sort of back into goals. Number, another sort of summary, goals are guesses, so relax. Number three, they're incredibly important. We got to be totally committed to them and, and we're going to hold on to them loosely and be flexible if they change. Right. Another summary point, they're important because of the gravitational pull they, they provide. I hope that helps. That's step number two of real financial planning.